this is wonderful because a lot of people, a lot of Ukrainian people traveled a lot last year. And it's, it was Kapathians, it was Odessa, it was Lviv, uh, it was even Azov Sea, uh, which is, uh, I would say, like an untouched area destination for Ukrainians. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me so many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine and thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the UK, top 30 in the Netherlands, top 25 on Apple Russia and top 20 on Apple Poland. My guest today is Yevgen Levitsky from the Kiev National Economics University where he's received a master's degree in commercial litigation to being the regional divisions coordinator for the Ukrainian Bar Association in Kiev, from Vasil Kirill and partners in Ukraine to the Brick Court Chambers and the Royal Court of Justice in London, working with judges from the High Court of Justice and the Court of Appeal of England and Wales, Yevgen is now the counsel at Aquo Law Firm, where he leads the team of associates that focus on domestic litigation. Some of his clients are the largest Ukrainian and European companies, including banks, IT companies, retailers, and big manufacturers from different industries. He also launched an outsourcing platform aiming at providing internships for law students in an innovative online format. Yevgen, how are you? Hi, Aziz. I'm very fine. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am happy, excited, and looking forward. And I like to take us a step back. What is a story in your childhood, whether maybe you had a parent who was a lawyer, or you watch a movie where there was an awesome lawyer, or you met a great lawyer that made you and inspired you and made you think, this should be my destiny? <laughs> Well, frankly speaking, uh, I have no legal roots at all. So when I when I finished school, 
I was softly encouraged by my family, then look at this direction, probably law school is something that you might be interested in. And uh, uh, given that I was not very keen in hard sciences, so I just make a decision to, to try it. And that's, that is how I entered the law school. And uh, during the couple of years, my first couple of years, I um, made a second decision in respect of this profession because I understood that it was very correct way to move this, uh, move this direction. Because at that time, I understood that uh, uh, doing legal work is something that will be, would be interesting for me and is something that would contribute to the society where I live and to the business in Ukraine at all. And uh, long story short, that is uh, how I came to the profession and to the point where I am now. I love what you're saying. And I have to ask, you said you were softly encouraged by your family. And then later on, after two years, you began making um, another decision in this profession. To ask you then, are you a very independent person in the way that even if people give you input and you listen to their advice, of course, you always believe that the decision comes down to your own thoughts and your own decisions rather than a group consensus, just you know, to understand the way you operate in life? And the second, was there a moment or an experience where before you just went to, to law as a good profession, but then you discovered, wow, I have a talent in this. And if so, what could it be? Uh, well, I would say that I'm an independent person now, being a man of uh, over 30. But uh, at the beginning, when so I just was a 16 years old young man who was looking for his... Uh, future career path, so I, I, I listened to what my family said, and uh, I would say that I thank thankful for them for making me look at this direction, because uh, later on, I reconfirmed that uh, this was a pretty right choice for me. So, but uh, definitely now, when I have to make a decision uh, by my own, and I can I can I can ask for advice uh, from the people uh, on whom I can rely uh, or who I, I I believe can have much more experience than me in some kind of issues where I need advice. But of course, the final decision is uh, is my own decision, and I can listen, I can hear, but at the end, I will come up with my own decision what I want to do, and. Uh, Moving to the second part of your question about the moment when I recognized that I had a talent in doing legal job. So I'm just hardly thinking to, uh, to identify this moment and I can't because uh, uh, it is not something that uh, uh, one day in certain time you just wake up and uh, get uh, understanding that you are talented in what are you doing it's 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 about the process it's about the 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 path which you enjoy or not enjoy and if you understand that you enjoy what you are doing then i think uh, it it might be the answer to your question 
I love what you're saying. And in psychology, in psychology, there is this thing where people believe, most people, they believe, oh, I'm living a life that I don't want, but someday I will win the lottery or my relative who is rich will die and I will inherit or I will get some good luck that will change my life. But it seems to me, like in your perspective, you view everything in terms of process, journey, Kaizen of 1% better every day and constantly evolving and going. Is this a fair assessment? Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, speaking frankly, I also have uh, the goals, my targets, which I would like to reach. <laughs> and uh, I believe uh, which will... Uh, I mean, like achievements, achievements of the goal I have, which will will also uh, produce great enjoyment and uh, and uh, a feeling of success. So it's not only about the past, but it's mostly about the past, about the process. But the, the point you want to get in is also important. But it's not something that crucial and uh, the most important in this in this uh, in this combination of uh, of journey. I love that. Now you're speaking about strategic thinking and tactical thinking. And to me, it seems, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but of course, this is important for a lawyer, that you focus on details, that in some ways, of course, you set the big journey or destination, but then you keep paying attention to making the um, the small everyday tasks, as well as the details, the best that they can be, trusting that when all the dots are uh, there, everything is in place, it will lead in the end to the result that you want. Is this correct? Absolutely. It's absolutely correct. Great. And then to ask you, you mentioned two words or three that I want to delve on. You said that when you chose the legal profession, yes, it will impact the society you are in, but you said it will help the business in Ukraine, all of the business. Can you comment on how your work as a legal counsel, a counsel or a, someone in the law profession, your work as a legal counsel or someone in the legal professional profession helps business in Ukraine? Sure. Uh, I think that uh, today, uh, the market of legal of legal services is quite different to the market we had, I think, a decade ago, or uh, or even, let's say, five years ago, because um, business who needs legal support, they don't just need legal advice. You may give because you know the law. They need a solution of their business problem by applying the legal instrument the lawyers know so and uh, my 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 feeling and i absolutely sure that uh, a lot of lawyers will share this point of view that uh, the client uh, the business uh, needs a legal solution of their business uh, of their business problem and if you suggest the most suitable one so which means that their business will go smoothly uh, their profit will encourage, they will pay uh, much more taxes effectively to the state budgets and which will deliver in prosperity of the society and uh, the country in general. And um, this is, in a nutshell, how I think 
what I am doing uh, contribute to the prosperity of uh, my country. I love how you're thinking and to confirm it, it means when you deliver the solutions that allow businesses to work better, they will make more money basically and therefore both they will make more profit as well as the taxes for the state will be larger amounts which will translate into better infrastructure, services, um, payments, roads, uh, hospitals, etc. Correct? Absolutely, and create more position for people to realize their potential, to create more job opportunities for Ukrainians, and uh, to restore the country from the post-Soviet period. So that's absolutely right, how you understood my, uh, my words. Thank you. And I have to ask even further, you are someone very competent, someone who could live anywhere in the world. You can have a great job whether in Manhattan or London or anywhere. And of course, you said you want people to live to their potential and have more opportunities in Ukraine, which is what this podcast is about. But to ask you, why did you choose to live in Ukraine? Maybe that can help us understand and give reasons to other Ukrainians abroad to remember why and maybe return to their country. Like, why did you choose to return to Ukraine and not London or New York or anywhere else? Uh, I think that, that Ukraine is the country of opportunities. So uh, it's an emerging market where, we, where, you, can, where you can find yourself uh, and, uh, and grow rapidly. And you can, you can directly participate in the development of the country, in the development of economy. Uh, you, can, you can come up with an idea and just... Uh, develop it into a great project and um, and have a great uh, success in this and uh, other let's say uh, european jurisdictions or like uh, more progressive jurisdictions a lot of things have been already already done there and uh, not so much opportunities maybe further explored as compared to ukrainian market there and that's why i think it's more interesting for me to stay here to contribute to my country and to find myself uh, in Ukraine and uh, to to do what I what I what I can do in a better way and um, and get the result I want and enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. I am hearing something, and please correct me if this is wrong. But it seems to me that in reality you have the spirit of entrepreneur, and in many ways you like to look for untapped potential, places that are not working as well as they could or opportunities which are undiscovered or not yet realized. And it's your pleasure and enjoyment to focus on those and to turn them into fully realized opportunities rather than the more um, traditional kind of thought of a lawyer which is very conservative, only trying to do what is already proven to be done only continuing things that are already proven to be successful. Is this a fair assessment that maybe you also see it in other parts of your life? Or it's uh, just something that happened to be that you mentioned, but in reality, it's not so entrepreneurial in your spirit, as I mentioned. Well, I think that you're absolutely correct. So uh, I, I, I'm not this kind of lawyer who would prefer to spend his time 
just dealing with papers uh, and dealing some conventional kind of tasks uh, and uh, and uh, getting getting salary for this for this work i i just want to i want to to be one of those who 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 create but not who contemplate and uh, i i'd like to to find something interesting even in such conservative uh, profession as legal one and uh, that's why that's why i can just only reconfirm what you have said i really really like this and now i have to ask are do you have like more of exploring activities in your day-to-day life like you like to go to the carpathians and escalate and explore or you like to try new places and you like active sports and an active life that also translates this or are you more of an intellectual explorer where Although you work and you do your job in a way that is more creative and new, you also like to take classes like in business and read books about different areas to enrich your spirit. Just wondering about this. Well, frankly speaking, I'm trying my best to broaden my mind and not only concentrate on intellectual uh, intellectual tasks. And uh, before this, you know, COVID issues, uh, I systematically... Uh, went to a gym then I tried some yoga and after that I started with boxing but uh, after this um, pandemic which uh, started early last year so uh, a lot of things uh, must be rearranged and not much not much fun uh, we have as of today uh, due to this situation but I think that it will end up soon but what is what is really cool uh, which was caused by this COVID, is that Ukrainians have got a unique opportunity to explore their country. Because uh, the year before, I think that a lot of people, especially from Kiev, they preferred to spend their vacation somewhere abroad. And um, the last year, when the uh, boards were closed, so people, people understood that, re- they realized actually that uh, they had no choice but to explore their own country. And uh, frankly speaking, the last summer, that was the first time when I, with my wife and my kid, we traveled uh, uh, over Ukraine. I mean, to the sea, sea vacation, because we, before, before the last year, so we, we preferred to spend our summer holidays somewhere abroad, like Turkey or, or Greek, Greece. And this is wonderful because a lot of people, a lot of Ukrainian people traveled a lot last year. And it's, it was Carpathians, it was Odessa, it was Lviv, uh, it was even Azov Sea, uh, which is, uh, I would say, like an, an untouched area uh, destination for Ukrainians. And that, that is uh, how such a terrible thing as pandemic positively impact uh, our society. I like what you're saying. So before especially people from Kiev would go in the summer to Bulgaria or like you said, Greece, or they will go to Turkey. But now because of the border being closed, they went to Odessa, Lviv, Carpathian, Azov Sea and places like that, which to me, this is what I'm sensing. And please again, comment on this. Maybe it's wrong that actually you're a systems thinker. You think in systems and that's why you use the word such as systematically. But further than that, the way that I see that you, uh, it seems to me you see life, and please again correct me, is you try to optimize for your own system and your own group system 
I mean like a team, thinking of things in systematic way and combinations that will unlock potentials that were not there. And your love and improvement and focus on Ukraine is the understanding from systems theory that the bigger system around, the better it is, the more the smaller systems can elevate their potential and thrive and prosper better. And therefore, it comes from a sense of understanding the more Ukrainians improve Ukraine as a whole, the more each person as a subsystem can have a lot more opportunities and a lot more possibility to grow as a system. And because all systems are linked, you, your family, and your kid will also have a better life and a better future if all other Ukrainians and the whole country as a bigger system have uh, more potential and, and capture more of their value. Is this correct or just a theoretical thing? <laughs> Too much system is in this part, in this passage, but uh, uh, well, I I would say that the word system I just uh, choose because it was that it is something that uh, came to my mind first. I just wanted to 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 say that uh, the situation we were faced uh, triggered some quite positive changes uh, within Ukraine and for Ukrainian people and. Uh, it might be uh, it might be theory of systems as you described and it might be just kind of number of objective reasons or probably it's a luck for ukrainians because they were locked you know in their own countries and had to had to had to deal with this but uh, this is this is something with which we uh, come up to the 2021 i agree with you about that and i actually described something that i believe is a true insight is that, but let's focus on coronavirus and the pandemic. How did it change your work as a legal counsel and for your team? Uh, nobody was ready for this kind of stuff, frankly speaking. I'm sure not only in uh, legal society, but uh, in business general. And at the very beginning, nobody knew uh, how to deal with this. But I think that uh, we, we, lived a couple of months uh, from late spring to the mid of summer uh, in this uncertainty. And after that, I think that people uh, get started to come back to their normal life. I mean, uh, everyone understood at that time that it would be for a long period of time and uh, you could just stop leave, you could just stop work and you have to adapt to this new reality and uh, Ukrainians, as all other people in the world, go digital and uses all digital tools to work remotely, to conduct conferences, video conferences, to, to conduct meetings. And something that uh, was uh, not familiar for Ukrainian people at the beginning of the last year have become a very ordinary things for Ukrainians now. And speaking in terms of legal profession, so I think that it was not something that absolutely shocked us because uh, several years earlier, we were exploring an opportunity how we can engage talented legal students to legal internship uh, within the firm. Uh, because uh, we are located in Kiev, but a lot of bright minds started uh, uh, study 
in other universities uh, across Ukraine, like Lviv, like Kharkiv, Odessa, and even abroad doing their LLM programs. And one of my colleagues just suggested this kind of crowdsourcing platform, I mean, online platform via which people from all over the country can do in legal job, can be mentored by uh, experienced attorneys, can be given constructive feedback and in this way uh, get uh, practical experience of uh, law practice in Ukraine. And we, we, we developed such, such an instrument and I'm very delighted that I was a part of the team who contributed a lot to make it happen. And uh, getting back to your question uh, in respect of COVID and its impact to the legal services and legal work. So we already understood what to do because we had this experience of remote work with the law students. Thank you. Now I'm sensing that you value human talent a lot. You view that human talent and human potential is something very valuable and offering opportunities for it to maximize its uh, ability to contribute is very important. Then to ask you, there are people who say that humans and their work will and can be replaced at some point by whether algorithms or AI or machines. And I had a guest before that he said, look, cooking, for example, and culinary, it will be impossible to replace a human being. Then to ask you about a lawyer's work and the counsel, and I know that the type you do has so much creativity in it. Do you think, what is your belief about this? Will humans always be the lawyers or will some AI be able to replace a lot of the work that you do, not just talking about like paperwork and things, but the more human unique work that you contribute. Uh, I'm absolutely sure that uh, there is uh, some part of legal of legal tasks which can be easily automa- uh, automatic can can be easily uh, automated. And uh, when I when I when I had this. Uh, secondment in london-based uh, law firms i was uh, i was uh, i was uh, positively shocked on the level of automatization within the firm so some some legal some legal tasks which at that stage uh, ukrainian lawyers uh, would need to do by themselves by typing the documents uh, using their fingers <laughs> uh, london-based law firms already had automated and I think this is something that uh, will be uh, implemented in Ukrainian legal market very shortly. And uh, from my point of view, uh, the process have already started there, here. But uh, uh, I do not believe that uh, the lawyers uh, can be absolutely uh, replaced by machines, by, by robots, let's say, because... Uh, uh, being a lawyer does not mean just uh, doing legal job. It's about uh, the communication with people. It's about uh, identifying the kind of problem because you can you can probably easily settle set set up uh, set up a settlement of the task with a particular program which might be designed to settle a, a legal issue. But if you don't set an instruction properly, so the result might be absolutely irrelevant and you can 
set up the instruction only if you understand the context and you can understand the context if you have great communication skills and you have explored the factual background and you asked the correct questions and you understand the situation at all you understand what the result is required then you understand the way you should move forward so long story short some some legal some legal tasks might be delegated to the special designed programs but it will never be possible without a lawyer as a human being i agree with you 1000% and that ability to understand context and get all the nuances and then decide based on that like you said it's called garbage in garbage out if you give the wrong instructions to the program it will give you the wrong result in the end and the human can understand the context and that is also system thinking to ask you then for another thing which i'm curious about when you studied uh, in the legal profession did the reality of being a legal counsel match what you expected or do you believe in some way and that's why you had that online platform to help bright students get uh, mentorship that yes the educational system is nice but it's not really a faithful representation and preparation for the actualities of a legal counsel work and therefore in some ways it was surprising and different to you than what you expected as a student when you began the legal profession of course what what i what i what i thought about the legal profession when i just was a student at the university and what what i re- really faced after starting my career path in the law firm is not completely different but differs significantly because when you're just a law student you you have a lot of theoretical materials which you don't know how to apply in practice but when you come uh, to the lawyer's position and you are settled with the tasks by your supervisor and uh, you have to provide practical solution and of course uh, so you have good uh, theoretical basis uh, you have to to produce a not theoretical solu- not not theoretical uh, result but very practical and yes it differs to what i thought when i was a law student and uh, i i did my bachelor degree in my native town where i was born not in kiev and uh, at that time when i just started my education i uh, did not know much about the legal profession at and uh, how it worked and after after a couple of years in the law school i understood that it's not only about the lawyers who are just dealing with papers uh, and sitting at their desk it might be about the lawyers who supported great business the lawyers who work only not only in uh, ukrainian jurisdiction but uh, in uh, other jurisdictions as well because some kind of disputes may involve uh, parties from different jurisdiction that uh, huge law firms exist which have unique expertise in particular industries and which provide first of a kind services to the clients from such industries and that was uh, like an eye opening for myself at that time because i understood that uh, you can do absolutely you, you can do absolutely different caliber work for different clients and uh, 
the legal work and practice can completely differs from the work you are taught being just a student in the law school. And, you know, basically after that, I decided that I, I have to broaden my mind and I have to to move forward and to uh, to to move to Kiev and enter to the uh, LLM pro- program, which, which I did. And following that, I just... Uh, started actively searching for an opportunity here in Kiev. Uh, and I had a firm in mind, uh, which I uh, was very keen to join as an intern and then as a lawyer. And it happened basically after numerous at- attempts from my side, because I, I think that uh, I trained in their HR team for a year with my CVs, asking them to for an internship. And uh, because I, I really, I really wanted to 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 come up to another level, just to be not a conventional lawyer, but to be an unconventional lawyer who deals with very interesting and uh, projects and clients. Thank you. This is wonderful. I had actually another question, which is, okay, I'll ask both. One is that strategy you found very useful in life, like you said, where you chase their HR team for a year with your CV, that you persist, persist, persist in the face of rejection. In the end, you get whatever great result that you wish for. So this is one. And the second, there is a lot of anonymous surveys with many professionals, including lawyers, about something called the imposter syndrome, where many lawyers can get praised and they look great in their suits, and they get respect. But in reality, they feel a bit like, oh my God, maybe I'm not as great as what people think. And they get a bit of inner secret, low confidence, although outside they look confident, and therefore they don't really value themselves as much as they would. For you in general, for people to understand and know their value, what is your thought or belief or perspective that allows human beings to actually not have low confidence or imposter syndrome, but understand their true value and therefore they feel happy and know their worth. So two things, it's about persistence and staying, saying, saying, even in the face of rejection as a strategy in your life. And the second is dealing with the imposter syndrome, which is about that outside confidence but inside not knowing the persons they don't know their own worth well in terms of persistence uh, i think that at that time i saw uh, this as the only way to just to stay in kiev and to get the job i wanted to start my career path in the very right place which i believed was that company at that time and i was a hundred percent, I think, right when I when I did this. But uh, it is very important just uh, to understand that you have to stop at some point and to reconfirm with yourself whether it's something that it still requires your efforts, or it's probably better to look around and find an alternative way. And the, 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 it's like walking on the edge because uh, you never know in which, in which point it's better to stop and, and uh, try to, sign, to find something else because you might be very close to the success or you might be far away from success, but you still uh, continue doing what you do. 
And it's only about the feeling you have inside of yourself and about your intuition as well, not only about the systematic, uh, systematic uh, attempts and, uh, and, and thinking. And uh, about the confidence which uh, from time to time I think people from different profession may face, I mean the low confidence, it's something that, uh, that uh, it's absolutely normal, let's say because uh, we are the human beings uh, have uh, ups and downs and uh, in some difficult periods of the life uh, may think uh, may 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 experience this feeling of low confidence but uh, they 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 let me say that uh, one friend of mine said uh, one uh, good thing which i just want to to comment on that you never need to compare yourself to other people, but you have to compare yourself to yourself, but some time ago. So how better you become as compared to, let's say, a year ago or two years ago. And when you apply this kind of uh, approach, so I think this is something that will help you to uh, easily to easily settle with this low confidence Thank you. Yes, he's speaking about that. It, one of the people that give that advice is Jordan Peterson's of only and always comparing to yourself to who you were yesterday or last month or last year rather than to other people because there's always someone in some aspect that is better than you. But in reality, the combination that you have is always more unique and that's wonderful to know. You spoke about intuition. Well, I have to ask, are you a highly intuitive person? Do you follow your gut and intuition a lot? And did it help you making decisions and know what to do in life and where to go? Well, I, I, I wish uh, I would uh, be more flexible in this, <laughs> in this, uh, in this kind of stuff. But uh, unfortunately, I can say that I'm a person who follow my intuition. I mostly rely on like... Uh, very uh, rational, rational thinking, and uh, in the situation when uh, when I when I need like advice based on intuition, I can ask my wife what she thinks about <laughs> about that because she's uh, absolutely better than me in this kind of stuff. Thank you. And about confidence, and we will finish soon. Do you find that the culture of Ukraine actually accepts? and allows people and even gives the message that it's okay to sometimes not be so confident, but keep doing your best and compare yourself to the past? Or there is a drive for people to always look perfect or always look more confident than they are and be better than the reality? Because some guests commented that this is the case, that people always in many parts of Ukraine or in many cultures or communities have to look better than the reality, bigger, more confident, more successful. Do you find this to be the case? And what is your comment? And is it changing somehow? I think, yes, I think this is the case. And uh, it, uh, the, the roots of, uh, of this uh, kind of problem, let's say, uh, is in our post-Soviet uh, post history and, uh, and Soviet period. Because I think the generation of people uh, of my age and uh, probably older, 
uh, who uh, experienced uh, this uh, Soviet approach uh, of dealing with people in society uh, may 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 have this kind of uh, this kind of uh, problem that uh, so you you have to you have to be perfect in what you are doing and if somebody is challenging uh, the result you you deliver so you 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 may be absolutely devastated and uh, this is something which is not easy to to live with for 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 the people who uh, for the people who has this uh, Soviet uh, Soviet era impact on themselves. But I think that uh, the younger generation, I mean, the very young people, today's, today's students and uh, children who go to school, uh, they will not face this problem as much as we, because they are more easygoing, they are more relaxed, uh, they, uh, they just have uh, easier, easier view on life and they will not be so... Uh, embarrassed by possible mistakes they do uh, as for example people who uh, what let's say trained to do all the things perfect just to look good in eyes of other people well basically what i what i just want to finish is that come on people come to ukraine see 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 our beautiful sites visit our beautiful cities invest into ukraine economy and you will see that it will return in much more than you invested. And we will be very, very happy to see the foreigners here. This is, this is something that will be interesting for the foreigners, for foreign tourists in Ukraine. And this is something which Ukraine needs because we really need kind of uh, European, European uh, or Western spirit to share with, with Ukrainians, people who, who need this. Thank you. I agree with every single word you say. I believe Ukraine is the country and the land of the future and of the opportunities and that both the brilliant and best Ukrainian people should spend their effort on growing the potential of their country so that it takes advantage of the brains and talents rather than being leaving them in other places as well as for the foreigners whether tourists to discover the beautiful places that you spoke about from Odessa to the Carpathians to the undiscovered locations that are very beautiful as well as businesses who are from the outside and entrepreneurs maybe in tech or in other industries as uh, Ukraine has somewhat of a new Silicon Valley feel in Kiev, as well as Lviv, let's not forget about that city or even Odessa, it's all great places. And I thank you so much for your time and I wish you a great day. Thank you, Aziz, and I do appreciate that you contacted me in respect of this podcast and I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you for, for this. 